0: This episode of I Work For Him is brought to you by SaferNet, online safernet.com. You've tuned into to I Work For Him, the voice of collaboration for the faith and work movement.
1: And we are your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg, and our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Well, let's find out right now.
0: Yeah, you know, Martha, before we get to our guest today, I thought it'd be fun to bring in Crystal Parker from the U.S. Christian Chamber of Commerce. To hear a little bit of her story, Crystal,
2: welcome back to High Work For Him. Thanks, guys. Happy to be here. Crystal, why do we have a U.S. Christian Chamber? Well, simply put, because we need a place for social capital for people that share a biblical worldview that want to do business together with people that have the same values.
1: I love how she says that so so well. Crystal, (laughs) we... You know that we love the U.S. Christian Chamber, but I want you to tell our listeners who you serve.
2: Yeah, well, we—I mean, obviously, we uh, we serve businesses that have God as their CEO. That's who we serve. Uh, We serve Him first and foremost, and uh, we serve all kinds of different businesses—businesses that are doing business in the world, and maybe they have a product or service that is not just for Christians, and that is awesome. We love those people because. We need to support them, too, as they're out in the world serving others, and give them a place where they can learn about what it means to integrate their faith and work, and see their business as an opportunity to be a ministry into the world. Uh, we also serve Christian businesses. So
0: I was just saying say, what you're really saying is you're serving business people who are in their business trees, as Chuck Prophet would say, but you're really supporting them out in their mission field, helping them be successful. Crystal, the U.S. Chamber is a national chamber, but you're working with many local Christian chambers. How does that work?
2: Well, we want to be a guide, an umbrella for those local Christian chambers of commerce. Just like our business owners, we don't want them to feel alone. We don't want our local Christian chambers to be out there trying to do it alone either. So when we come together, we have the Christian Chamber Coalition for that same reason that we're supporting business owners. We want to support these local Christian chambers so that they can strengthen Christian businesses and transform their local communities.
1: You know, so it is awesome to see more and more people get interested in the idea of a Christian chamber. Um, So let's talk a little bit about the upcoming event that is happening in April and tell us all about it.
2: You got it. U.S. Christian Business Expo and Global Conference in Orlando, Florida, April 18th, 19th, and 20th. Um, This is just going to be an incredible event to grow your network, to hear from over 30 different thought leaders in the industry. Um, This conference is foundationally based on 1 Corinthians 3, a letter that Paul wrote into Corinth. Uh, And at that time, Corinth was an economic epicenter and with a, just a, a diverse beliefs and culture similar to how it is today. And so we're going to take this conference and really equip business leaders from all over the world to go out and be that light and salt into the marketplace.
0: And where do people go to find out more and to get signed up and registered for this event? It's only
2: a couple months away. Just a couple of months away. You can find us at uschristianchamber.com. It's uschristianchamber.com. There's a tab on our website that's Conference 2024. Click that. You'll get all the details and join us in Orlando.
0: Crystal Parker from the U.S. Christian Chamber. Thanks for being an eye work for him. Thanks for giving us a little live commercial about the upcoming event. <laughs> I've heard you had not only to have 30 great speakers, but also two really good-looking MCs.
2: (laughs) Well, you know, we we searched high and wide to find these MCs, but we wanted to keep this event lively, fun, and we want people to grow and to really come into community. And that is what these two amazing MCs stand for, is growing community and network. And so we're so proud to allow you guys to be a part, allow you, you've allowed us. And what am I saying? Thank you for allowing us to have your amazing talent for this event as our MCs, Crystal Parker,
0: it's great to partner with you in the U.S. Crystal Chamber. Thanks for being on today's podcast. We know for the next three weeks, we're going to bring you on and talk more and more about this event. But thank you for being here today, Crystal. Have a great one.
2: Thanks. Thanks so much.
0: If you're an entrepreneur, you know the feeling. You're driven by solving a problem. You love to be busy. You love a challenge. And if you don't mind making money at the same time. You're running from the minute you wake up till your head hits the pillow, but you love Jesus too, and you're called to run a business with him at the center. In fact, you're not an owner at all, but a steward, and God is your CEO. With that in mind, how do you know what the CEO wants from you? You need to listen, be quiet, and listen. Where does that fit in your schedule? Brad Hawkins is an entrepreneur and a founder of SaferNet.com, SaferNet.com. He has had successes and failures, and Brad now relies on God as his CEO, and he spends time every day with him in an abiding process. And I'll let him tell you all about it. If we're going to run a business, there's a right way and a wrong way. Today, we're going to talk about the right way. Brad Hawkins, welcome back to iWork for Him.
3: Jim Martha, I love being here. Uh, you guys are amazing hosts. I love your podcast, and uh, thanks for doing what you do. You have uh, quite an impact in today's world.
1: Well, you know, a lot of that is due to the people that we are able to meet along the way. And Brad, you're one of those people. And I would love for you right now, just as a Jesus follower, Jim was referring to the fact that there's a right way and a wrong way to run a business. Um, Is that right? Is that what you believe?
3: Um, I do believe that. And I've become an expert on how to run it it wrong. And uh, I'm working hard on uh, correcting that. But yes. There is definitely a right way and a wrong way to run business. Um, and, and in my mind, you can be successful in either one. It's just whether or not God's going to be glorified through your process. So, hmm.
0: When you first launched your previous businesses, did you always include God in your planning, your strategy, and your day-to-day operations?
3: Uh, you know, that is such a great question, and, and it's kind of a multifaceted question.
0: Well, you like uh, a multifaceted answer then.
3: <laughs> so, y- I would say, yes, I always had God involved. I always asked him to bless what it is that my great idea was. Hmm. So, um, yes, he was always involved, and I would always be either happy or frustrated at, at uh, the fact that God was blessing or not blessing it. And And really, that's the key point to me, is that you know, I spent a, a career building some pretty large and worldwide meaningful businesses um, out of my own plan and my own idea and my own vision, um, asking God to bless everything that I was doing. And I missed completely seeking God's will for what it is that I was supposed to be doing. And that to me is the right and the wrong way, is that you know I can I did build some very successful businesses um and, and uh, but they weren't necessarily the plan that God had for me and that's that's the interesting part is that you know our God has this amazing plan for each one of us and and my plan was to develop an empire and uh and I developed an empire it was an empire unto me and and I kept, just kept asking God to be blessed uh and and it, God would do uh, little bits to take care of us, but he was not the focus. Success was the focus. Mm. And when I was able to make those changes, those adjustments to say, wait a minute, Father, how how can you be glorified through this? What is it that I need to do? Um, it wasn't until then that things started really changing.
1: So did God really play a role in your business at that time?
3: You know, God played a role in my life, Mm. um, but I wouldn't necessarily say he played a role in the business. Um, You know, every time something went wrong, I would pray, um, but I wouldn't be asking him what those next steps would be. Uh, You know, truthfully, um, one of my businesses, we had a financial life coaching company for a while, and um, there was more people saved in that business than I think in my church, uh, which was really fun and uh and and really meaningful. So it wasn't that God was not involved, and it wasn't that I was out not out front with my story of God, but was I doing what God asked me to do? I can't tell you that. uh, he still took uh, every advantage that he could that I gave him, mm-hmm. but uh but it wasn't that I was seeking his wisdom and his guidance first. It was. I was laying out my plan and saying, "Okay, God, this is a great idea. Now bless it." I've never never done that, so I have no idea.
1: That's so sad that you had that problem. I'm thinking that our listeners can relate with that. So let's go to today. Then, what part does God play in the day to day now?
3: Um, You know, multiple years ago, I had a pretty life changing. Uh, experience and and I did have a lot of business ups and downs and and that and we've talked about that in another podcast. But the real life changing experience I had was to learn and and and, and abide with Christ. Now I, I know that's it's kind of interesting because you know John every, we've all heard pastors speak on abiding in Christ. Uh, John fifteen I've written down here John 15, 1 through seven. Uh, I won't read the whole thing, but it says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Now, if you think about that, he is, Jesus is the vine, and I'm the branches, and God is the vine dresser. And when you go through that that verse, you realize, okay, my job is to stay connected to Jesus, or it's to stay connected to the vine. So I have this mental image of of me grabbing onto that vine and not letting go. And I'm just staring at the vine. And by me staying grafted into that vine, it allows the the sap, or what what we know of, of as the Holy Spirit, to be able to flow through me and produce fruit behind me. I spent a lifetime trying to develop fruit. I mean, I just work hard at it trying to develop fruit. And 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 it's God's job. So, uh, my job is to stay connected to the vine. God is the vine dresser. He's pruning my branches, He's picking my fruit, and He's passing them out to whoever might need my fruit, but I'm not even paying attention to the fruit. I'm paying attention to staying connected with Jesus. And so, that's that's really the the image that I have in my life, is to say, you know what, my job is to abide in Christ all the time, abide in Jesus all the time, and allow the Holy Spirit to work through my work, my business, my, uh, my, my uh, time with friends, or whatever the case is, and produce fruit out of me staying connected to Jesus.
0: That's a good word. We're going to talk more about that abiding process that Brad just described in, in just a second.
1: Yeah, but Jim, I think now is a really good time to tell our listeners why we are customers of Brad's company, which is SaferNet, and that can be found at SaferNet.com. But can you quickly tell people how it gives you specifically, because you're the computer guy, peace of mind at home and in our office? You know, what I love more than
0: anything is the control panel, uh, where you can go out there and you set up, not only does it, it tracks what it blocked and it tracks what it allowed, but it allows you to block and allow specific sites because some sites seem creepy because they got they weren't registered. Or they were, what's the word, Brad? Some sites are they get blocked because
3: they're just not. Uh, well, the- we we block sites for all kinds of reasons. One being uh, they're brand new. Uh, two is that they're yeah, and, and two is that they're they're listed as uh, something that you don't want. And so we let you pick what you want and what you don't want.
0: So what's really beautiful is that I have found that certain uh, websites like Facebook, like some of the news sites, uh, they have uh, salacious programming that leans towards pornography. And I don't want to be slipped into any of that. And so I just block things with SaferNet's control panel so that I don't ever have to worry about going places where I don't want to go. But what's really cool is that If I get an email from somebody that I think I know, and they've got a link in that email that I think I should click, if I click it and I shouldn't have clicked on it, SaferNet is smarter than me. And it'll say, hey, idiot,
1: you shouldn't click on this link. Go back. It's not what you think. That's it, actually not their wording. That's you, That's should, how you read it. That's how you be. read the message. So I, I
0: recommend that all of you get out there. I, I love the safety and security of SaferNet. Go out there to safernet.com and get signed up today. It's very reasonably priced and has all kinds of power. Safernet.com. Brad, we when I first met you, I mean, God just kind of threw you in our lives. You talked a lot to Martha and I about abiding, which, by the way, we're still working on.
3: Um, how? What is abiding? You know, um, abiding is a life, a lifestyle. Um, You know, some of my friends call it a Bible study. I, I don't call it a Bible study. I call it a lifestyle, and it's it's just basically having a desire to stay connected to my Father. And when I'm staying connected to my Father, I allow Him to stay connected with me and speak to me and communicate with me and help me know what it is that, uh, that is wise for me to do and help me know what is not wise for me to do. And when I'm not abiding or when I'm not staying connected to my father, um, I have to make all those decisions on my own. And uh, and I'm, I'm uh, pretty good at making decisions. I'm not really dumb at it. But I'm nothing like my Heavenly Father that sees everything, that knows everything, that understands the entire universe. I know what's happening uh, three feet in front of me, and that's about it. And so uh, I would rather rely on Him and His expertise. And so uh, abiding is just basically staying connected to Him, spending some time in the morning with Him every morning, um, and allowing Him to speak through His word. I love. Um, learning out of His Word. Mm-hmm. I love learning what it is that He has to say. And one of the realizations that I had was, you know, God gave me His Word that is here with me all the time. Um, right. Now, I just closed my Bible, so I'm not sure where I was last, but, uh, <laughs> uh, but, uh, um, but he's, he's with me all the time, and He wants His Word to communicate to me, now he can speak to me through my thoughts. he can speak to me through my friends, like you guys. Um, but my word his word is with me all the time. Mm-hmm. And w- the question that I have to ask myself is, when I read it, is it real? Do I believe it and mm-hmm. And it's interesting because I find sometimes I read it and uh, it says something and and maybe he's saying, "I want to bless you abundantly." Well. My immediate thought is, well, he wants to bless someone else. He wants to bless the person that he might be talking to in the in the scriptures. He might he wants to bless um, you know whoever it is, and that's the difference between a logos word, which is the word that is written on the paper, communicating back and forth. But when the Holy Spirit gets involved, he can say, "Hey, that's for you." That's a Ramos word. That is a word that says, um, "Okay." God's plucking this out of the Bible right now to speak this directly to you. And and that's when you realize, oh, my goodness, the God of all the universe, the God of all times, cares enough about me to say this to me for this particular situation. So,
1: I'm sorry. So, I love this whole concept, um, but I want to break it down just a little bit for our listeners, because it's one thing to say, you know, spending time, and but what does that look like? Give us just a glimpse, because it, I'm sure it's still going to look different for everybody, but what does it actually look like for you to abide?
3: Oh, that's excellent. So um, what I do is I start out my day, and typically I commit myself to 15 minutes. just 15 minutes. It's not a, a lifetime, uh, you know, it's not shutting off everything. Um, now, realistically, it goes longer than that, most times. Um, but if I commit myself to 15 minutes, I know I can squeeze that in, in any calendar. So if I commit myself to 15 minutes, I just pick up where I started reading yesterday. And I don't I don't try to get through the Bible in a year anymore, I don't try to do all these special things. I just read one verse at a time, concentrating on that verse, saying, okay, what does that really mean? And there's some times when, when a verse jumps out to me and says, hey this is really cool. This, uh, I, I didn't ever see this before. A lot of times, that's the Holy Spirit in you saying, hey, pay attention. This is something important. So what I do is I write that down in my journal. I write out the whole verse. And then I underline the parts that seem like they're really important. And then I do this crazy thing because, you know, everybody has, well, most Bibles have, have references. Um, center references, references at the bottom, wherever they are, and I go to the references to say, okay, well, God said that in this chapter. What other chapters in the Bible did he say something similar? And I go, and I call it bouncing. I bounce to those other scriptures that that are related to that. And 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 if I feel like, man, that's really cool. That I, I, I didn't even realize that was there. And then I write it out in my journal, and I just keep going. Until I start seeing, my goodness, there's like eight different things that all pop out. That that's pretty meaningful. God's trying to say something to me, and I underline that in red so I don't miss it up. And I and I just keep going through that process until I can see. Oh gosh, I can see there's a trend or a, a process that that God's taking me through to show me something. What is it that He's trying to show me? So I just go through and keep writing things down and bouncing around to see. What he might has to say to me. So, talk about how this applies to your business, because as a Jesus follower,
0: you're running a business. You're a steward of a business that God has given you. It's called SaferNet, and I know you have an event center and some other things that you do. How does this abiding process
3: impact your business world? Um, you know, number one, uh, in Ephesians it talks about staying in the Spirit, staying connected to Him. Um, I make much wiser decisions when I'm at peace, when I'm uh, not uh, living out of a world of panic and concern. um, And I just walk that out, understanding what God's saying, and choose to make my decisions based on that. That's number one. Number two, sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes when I'm in the middle of making a decision, just my morning time of what, like I said before, my, my term is, is bouncing. I just bounce through the scriptures to see what the Holy Spirit might have to say in tying scriptures together. But sometimes he gives me a direct answer that I'm just like, good grief, I didn't even realize that. And, and it's interesting because I was having a problem with one of my key people um, uh, back a few weeks ago, uh, uh, probably a couple of months ago by now and and i was thinking uh, uh, do i need to demote her do i need to move her do i what do i need to do and he showed me going through scripture what her real problem was and i i went and sat down with her and 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 i and i told her i said you know i think you're you're struggling in this area um tell me more about it and she just burst into tears and said this is exactly right i haven't told anybody um and i had a chance to pray with her and just by us walking through that issue walking through that process she is completely changed no no discipline needed um it was just god showing her love saying mm-hmm. hey there's a struggle here uh there's an an issue with uh uh her, her the the husband and 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 Now, I got her connected to a counselor, and she's in so much better shape. Now, I could have lost a key employee. I could have ended up in my own way saying, you know what? You're not following all our guidelines. You're no longer welcome here. Hit the road. Mm -hmm. Um, But God and his uh, compassion and mercy kept me in a place where I have a key manager left. Um, I don't have to worry about hiring, training, or anything. Um, and they are more loyal to the business now than they've ever been because of God's gracious mercy and and love for her. And, and potentially
1: so much more healthy in the process, you know, because of your obedience and, and directing her with that. And I think that's huge for us to hear because it's this isn't only going to affect us personally. It's going to affect the people around us by our steps of obedience in that.
3: Yeah, and that's, that's God's economy. That's the way he works. He doesn't ever do things just, just for us. He's working every angle, every deal, all the time.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
3: just, are we going to participate in that?
0: Uh, and I think it's super important for people that are listening, to, for all of us that are listening, to recognize that's why we're in business. Yes, it's great to make money, but it's people. We're in business for people. And our number one ministry while we're in business is to our people. And then our customers and vendors, but our people, we got to, they've got to know that they're loved and and you show them love by actually spending time with them and praying for them. And when they got an issue, talking them through it, even if it's confrontation, but you could do that all in love. Brett, I I, I love that. I want to, I want to close out the show. Just ask you a couple of tough questions. All right. You could have started any business after your businesses had failed and you had fraud perpetrated against you. Why did you start Safernet?
1: Um, you know that um if you
3: if you know me pretty well, you understand my the day that I live for, um above all days, if you can even call it a day, is the day that I stand before my father for the first time and he says, Well done. And and I look at all the things that I do and I think, okay, what is it? that he's going to say, well done too, or what is it that he's going to say, um, you kind of did that on your own. Um, I, I don't know why you did that, but hey, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't sin, it wasn't anything bad, but it, it's not part of my plan. And so I looked at that and I said, okay, what is it? Now, interestingly enough, I was invited into SaferNet as a consultant, and I ended up having to take it over and fix it and move forward in it, and it's, it's wonderful. Um, but I asked God multiple times, do you want me here? Hmm. And his answer multiple times, even through the struggling years, was absolutely, I want you here. And, and what I understood from, from God was that the internet is the greatest tool of all times, maybe barring the Industrial Revolution, I don't know. But it is the greatest tool of all times, and the enemy has every fork of disaster in all angles of the internet. And the vision that he gave me is how can we participate with believers to say, you can use the internet like you need to, and let SaferNet block the enemy's disastrous plans to drastically change your business or your life. Because of the internet, and our goal is just to keep believers safe as they walk through this plan.
0: So we talked about abiding in the in the middle segment of the show today, and then we're talking about Safernet again. I love your explanation, and I'm grateful for Safernet. How does Safernet supporting the business that we are all stewarding? How does that help us to abide? Um,
3: how does Safernet help us to abide? Yeah. Um. Uh, honestly, well, well, from my perspective, now, it, in my office, I have multiple screens. One screen I use for um, my my business work, and I have another screen right here that I use for abiding. I have my Bible, and then I do all kinds of work on, on the screen. Um, it is completely blocked out of any social media, any anything that would distract my Bible 10. Now, this computer, it's just, I mean, I'm I am i am accessing everything all the time. But I don't want to have any distractions when I'm spending time with, with the Lord. I don't get any pop-ups, I don't get anything other than the verses or the, the whatever Bible verses I'm trying to pull up and read and, and go through. So um, in my mind, SaferNet is designed to keep you focused on whatever it is that you're supposed to be focusing on. You're never supposed to focus on the devil's plan, never. <laughs> um, but he's always trying to interrupt you, right? Uh, yep. But you can also, I, I in in another business that I have, I have um, um, SaferNet set up so that all social media is blocked out of my accounting because I was having a problem with people not working as hard as they probably should. Um, in my marketing teams, they can use social media because they need to understand who they're trying to sell to. Um, mm-hmm. You can design your your um, experience with SaferNet to be whatever it needs to be. When I'm abiding, I don't want any distractions. I just want a safe access to the internet.
1: You know, and I think one thing that um, maybe goes without saying, but could certainly be true is the fact that if we know that an area of our business is taken care of, that I don't have the expertise in how to protect my, you know, all of the, all of the bad guys from coming in. But if I have something like SaferNet that is doing that for me, I don't have to fill my mind with all that. And I don't have to be worrying about it. And I can be focusing on whatever it is that God has before me at the time. And that's, that kind of distraction is gone as well. So, um, you know, are there any, Final thoughts on abiding that you think our listeners need to hear today as we close up the show.
3: You know, I uh um I believe that God is talking to each and every one of us 24-7. He wants to communicate with us, he wants to lead us down the path that is the healthiest and the best for everything about us. He he wants the very best for every single one of us. Um, when I'm able to stay connected to, to him and hear his leading voice to guide me through my day and, and say, you know what, stop and take care of that employee or stop and take care of that that store worker or whatever it is. Um, it, when I'm in that place and I have that peace that he's providing me on a regular basis that I can't understand where it comes from. I absolutely am blessed beyond my, my ability, but God is providing that for every single one of us 24-7 all the time. And anytime we feel like, and believe me, I felt it, anytime we feel like God's abandoned us and walked away from us, he's right there all the time. It's just that we have to stop, set aside whatever it is that's causing us the great distraction. And get back to the place of saying, "Okay, Father, what do you have for me?" and and stay connected to that. That's that old vi- vision of grabbing onto that vine, stare at the vine, don't let go of the vine. That vine is our lifeblood that allows the Holy Spirit to flow through us. If we let go of that vine, get ourselves distracted, we're at the whim of the enemy. We want to stay connected, and the, He has that forever. There's nothing special about me or you guys. There, it's just that we want to hang onto that vine mm-hmm. and anybody can hang onto that vine and stay connected to the flow of the Holy Spirit Brad Hawkins thanks for being on I Work For Him today thanks for sharing
0: some of your story thanks for talking to us about abiding today appreciate it Brad absolutely thanks for having me you've been listening to I Work For Him with your host Jim and Martha Brangenberg we're Christ followers our workplace it's our mission field but ultimately I, I work, work For him. him this episode of I Work For Him is brought to you by SaferNet Online Safernet.com.
1: Business owners, listen up. Criminals and search engines do not need to know everything you do on the internet. Safernet VPN ensures your company's safety with its powerful cybersecurity defenses. Explore the control center dashboard for seamless management. Shield your workforce from inappropriate web content using 84 Internet filters. Trust Safernet VPN, your path to worry-free online operations. Get secured now. Sign up at SaferNet.com. That's SaferNet.com. Did you know that God has a calling on your life? It's true. He's called you to bring Jesus to the world. For some, that may look like a pulpit or a foreign mission field. But for most of us, it looks like a construction site, a cubicle, a hospital, or a classroom. Wherever it is that you work, live, volunteer, and invest, that is your mission field. To learn more about integrating your faith into your work and retirement, check out our books, I Work For Him, She Works For Him, and I Retire For Him by going to iworkforhim.com slash bookstore.
3: Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Please visit iworkforhim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work, to join the I Work For Him nation, or subscribe to our weekly blog. You can also follow us on social media at I Work For Him to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message spoke to you, Please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at IWorkForHim and online at IWorkForHim.com. IWork, the number four, Him.com.